Hey, so today is Vision Sunday, though, so we are talking a little bit uh, about what we're doing as a church, and, and, and really, the, 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 the theme of today will look a little bit different than just what we're doing as a church. Um, it really will be more about what we're becoming as a church, and I think it's important for us to, to, to go there because our initiatives that we launched last year, and, and, and the reason I'm glad you're here if you're a guest is because I think you'll hear what we're about as much as anything else, and I, I'm glad of that. Some of you guys, um, today's like a a wedding day for some of you. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, Kyla and Jared get married in six days over here. Come on. Um, if, you, if you haven't met them, you need to meet them. Amazing. Six days, and they're in church. Come on. Starting it out right. Um, thank you very much. I might need that. Awkwardly drink a drink while everybody's watching. Um, you haven't lived till you've done that. But I, uh, I, it is, uh, you know, whenever I, whenever I'm doing uh, a wedding and, and sitting down with people and talking about their marriage and talking about what they're doing, it, it is very clear real quickly what they're thinking most about. Most people, when they're getting married, when we sit down, because I'm performing the ceremony, the first thing they'll get into is, okay, so how does the service go? Okay, so what are you wearing? All right, so we've got to sort out the venue, right? And they're going through all these things. And there's always, at some point, and it's not always bad, but at some point I have to stop them and I have to say, listen, it's a big day. I understand. But it's, it's not about the day. Like it's about all the rest of the days. And you can have a great day and have some terrible days. And look, even if you have a great day, you'll still have some bad days and good days. But I'm just, I just want to, like today for some of us, whether you've been here for a few weeks, we've been dating, it's a real short time and we're getting engaged, like we're doing it fast. Or you've been here for a few months and, or, or a couple of years and you're like, this is the day to go all in on it. I, I just want to encourage you that this isn't really about today. It's not just about being excited and amped up and, you know, we had donuts before and we had worship and everything else. It's not, it's not really just, it's not about that. What this is really about is all the rest of the days. And that, that what we're trying to do here is remind ourselves who we are, what we're about. Because I don't know about you, you can have a vision for your life and you can just, it's just, you can be just a couple degrees off and over the course of a year you go, how did I end up here and so we do this to remind ourselves, to encourage ourselves in who we are called to be, what we're about, where we're looking, and where we're going. And, uh, and, and I, so today, for some of us, it's the day to, to go all in. We're, we're not really changing a lot about what we do. Um, we, we set out five initiatives last year that we really aren't shutting down. We're not changing them. So I, I, I find that for many of us, uh, we, we quit too soon or change too soon. We, we, we have a plan, we put it in place, and because it doesn't immediately show up in our life, we go, well, we must be doing something wrong. No, 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 you just haven't been doing something long enough. The things that God does over time are the things that last for time. And so for us today, we are not up here going, well, we're not doing dinner parties anymore, and we're going to, well, we did change the service time, but we, we, we you know, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to come in here and go, well, here's 12 new initiatives and 10 new projects and five new things, so everybody get on board and let's make it happen. This is us saying we still believe that dinner parties is the core of who we are, that getting people around the table matters more today than it probably has ever, because people don't know how to talk to one another. And we're isolated and yet hyper-connected, right? Dinner parties matter. The pattern of temple to table still 
matters. We, we, we want to continue to expand C3 College. We've done School of Leadership, but we've had conversations about what does it look like to, to do courses about uh, the, the Bible and, and other things that we've talked about, something called Alpha, some of you may have heard of, where it truly is simply a discussion around who Jesus is, around faith. In fact, the, one who, the man who started at Nicky Gumbel, just a hero, uh, he, he has led 300 different Alpha groups and never once answered a question. Now, you may think, well, what's the point of that? Because in our culture, we don't like mystery unless it's in a movie. We don't like that sometimes this has more to it than we fully understand. And that some people just want to ask the question without an immediate response. They want to sit in the question for a moment. They want to know that believers in Jesus are willing to sit through the conversation and process it. And be honest enough to admit that we have some of those same questions. And so we might do some of that, expanding see through college, local partnerships like we did with uh, Academy 4, we, we, which when they came in and, and presented to us what they do every month with fourth graders mentoring them, like we did with the worship night with the net, the local partnerships. We believe there are people, men and women, who have given their life to this city, and we don't need to come along and try to reinvent the wheel or try to do something better than they do it. We need to come along and say, hey, we are here for you, we support you, and we're going to, we're going to partner with you to do what you are already doing. Most of them, all they need is people. So instead of us taking ourselves and doing some other thing, we're going to provide people for the things that are already happening. So we haven't changed a lot of those things. We, we want to continue to be creative in the way we reach people. We just believe that Sunday morning, 90 minutes on a Sunday morning just won't cut it. It just won't do the job. And there are too many creative things that we can do to reach people, love people, serve people. Um, that, that just like the stories we told, filling the streets of Fort Worth with the stories of Jesus is going to require more than just a Sunday service. We want the creatives in our building, which most of you are, whether you think so or not. Most of the creatives in our building, I want them to not feel used by the church, but empowered by the church to love people, to serve people with the gifts that they have. Amen. And then the last one, which is, is a bit more permanent, but the last one is that we still are looking for a place that we can call home. And not even just so that we can have Sunday gatherings, but so that we can have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday meetings and, and pop-up shops and, and empower local entrepreneurs who need a place but can't afford a place. Uh, I think of Mary and the pot in the kettle and her restaurant that's going to go bonkers. Um, you know, I, I want to have a space that where I don't have to go, well, I hope you can find something uh, where she can do a Friday, Saturday pop-up and, and remind people how good she is at what she does. Um, I want to build a church for the city that the church uses. We, we are part of this thing. And so we still have that desire, still have that. So those things aren't really changing. They're not, they're not really moving on. We, we still believe in those. We're going to do them better than we've ever done them. But that ties into what we, we're talking about today, this idea that we want to be people who are living this thing out because our vision is to see Jesus on every street and every heart. But there's something that that requires of us. It requires that we see Jesus. Right? I, I, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. Sometimes we, we get so caught up in the calling. Jesus calls the disciples and says, hey, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But what he does in the meantime is he puts them with people. We love, we love to jump past community to get to calling. And re usually what that ends up doing is abusing the community we were meant to be a part of. We, Jesus called men into community so that they could prepare themselves for their calling. 
Don't rush past this. Don't run past sitting in a room with people, getting together with people, getting in a, in a row or around a table with people, grabbing a coffee with somebody and saying, I want to see Jesus in you, and I want you to see Jesus in me, and I want to see Jesus in us. And, and, and truthfully, that's what this is about. That's, that's where I would want to take this next year to make it a little more personal, to make it a little more uh, palpable, to make it a little more like right at our fingertips is to simply say this to you, that we want to see Jesus in you, we want to see Jesus in me, and we want to see Jesus in us. That as a church, our vision for this year, and really our vision forever, is that we would see us becoming more and more like Christ every day. I know for some of you, you have friendships where you want to see Jesus in that friendship. And yet there are certain things that you do. We, how many of you guys have prayed with your friend recently? I mean, until emergency comes, sure. But how many of you just regularly, consistently go, hey, man, let's, let's pray. Let's pray about our friend. Let's pray about the situation. Let's pray about. We, we, it's amazing to me. With our friends, we typically just worry. We, we typically just go, oh, I'm mad about this. You're mad about this. Oh, well, let's be mad together. There are things where we want to see Jesus in you and me, and it means that we have the difficult conversations. It means that we have the encouraging conversations. It means when we sit down with somebody, we aren't there to prove ourselves. We are there to see Jesus in each other. I believe that's what the Bible is about, ultimately. I believe that the Bible is about unity, people coming together under the name of Jesus. Psalm 133 says it so, so beautifully that when brothers dwell together in harmony, it is a beautiful thing. Why? Because it's like the, the oil that runs down the beard of Aaron. That just means anointing. Some of this is a reference to Old Testament tradition and custom. But it's like the oil that runs down the beard of Aaron. And it's like the dew in the Mount of Hermon, which, is, which was a, a little spot in a desert where the clouds would hit the mountain and the, rain, the, the dew would fall. And so there's one spot in the, in the middle of a desert where there is greenery growing. It, meaning that when you are in unity with people, there can be a lot happening around you, but there is something refreshing happening in you. The anointing to do it, the refreshing to live it, and, the, and then the last verse says that God commands the blessing. There is something about coming together as people, and it is about you and me and us. It is about us getting together, and, and what I didn't want to do is put in front of you 12 new goals and 17 new things, because we are, I don't know if you know this, we are in a culture that really idolizes accomplishment and success. We think if we could just accomplish more, we would be loved more. We, we, we think that somehow we haven't gotten there if we haven't accomplished something. And, and there's nothing wrong with accomplishing things. I believe God has things in front of us to do. There's no doubt about that. But we have become a culture more obsessed with accomplishing something than becoming someone. How many of you have ever gotten to the end of the goal? You, you've set the goal. You, you've accomplished it. You've made it. You are happy that you accomplished it. But then when you look at who you are and who you became in the process of trying to accomplish it, you go, well, that's probably not how I need to live. How many of you know that person? How many of you are getting married in six days? You know that. <laughs> no, you, right? You, 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 when you. Sometimes what we do is the, the ends justify the means. When we are purely vision-based, then the ends justify the means. As long as I get there, it's all good. It doesn't matter who I left in the dust. It doesn't matter how I hurt people. It doesn't matter that I'm run ragged. It doesn't matter that I take no rest. It doesn't matter that my family's falling apart. It doesn't matter that my relationships have grown uh, separate. It doesn't matter. None of that matters as long as I get there. I just find that that's not what Jesus did. In fact, Jesus says this to us. If you would abide in me... 
you will what? Bear much fruit. It's almost as though he says, don't, don't go bearing much fruit unless you're abiding in me. It's almost as though he says, it's not really on you to bear the fruit. It's on you to abide in me so that I can produce fruit. Isn't that what Galatians 5.22 says? That the fruit of the Spirit is produced. It's produced in you as you stay with him. It's produced in you as you abide in him. So what's my desire? My hope is that we would abide as much as we achieve. I think we will achieve things. I think that's what the, the New Testament shows us. In fact, in chap- Acts chapter 2, and this is a verse that a lot of people read a lot, often when they're describing the early church. I want to read this to you. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 says this. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. I love that they were added to them, not just the church. They were added to them, which is the church. And they devoted themselves. Everybody say devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Then fear came over everyone. That's a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone had a need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and breaking bread house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. It's interesting to me. Nowhere in there do I hear them preaching the gospel. Now, they do preach the gospel. Please hear me. We are going to proclaim the good news of Jesus over and over and over again because it's just that good. But there was something else that happened in the early church where they would preach the gospel and then they would live life together. And something between the temple and the table, somehow they added people. They would go to the temple and worship together, and on the way to the table to eat together, something happened. People were added. Sometimes we make this so complicated and difficult, but if we are living our life joyfully and humbly with Jesus at the center of it all, something begins to shift and take place in our lives. Because I'm convinced of this, that the more of Jesus we see in here together, the more of Jesus we will see out there on every street. 